Hello, it's Vanessa Garretta here from Beyond the Room. Um, I'm here at um, Closing the Gap Network in York and I'm about to interview Lena, who's been involved in the network from a digital health and wellbeing perspective. So I'll let Lena introduce herself. Hello, Vanessa. Yes, my name is Lena Gega and I am a reader in mental health at the University of York. Um, and I co lead the theme of digital health uh, as part of the Closing the Gap Network. Sounds really interesting. So, for people who might be listening online, can you um, just give a little bit of a flavour of the work that you've been doing in this area and perhaps why you're interested in this as well? Yeah. Um, the work we're doing is really using uh, digital media, whether they are computers, apps, robotics, uh, virtual reality, using all these different technological applications and solutions to enable people to understand. Um, learn about mental health but also deliver interventions via this medium as opposed to the traditional I guess face-to-face psychological therapies or assessments that we're all used to um, then this is a um, a more creative and sometimes engaging way to um, um, motivate people to um, to develop skills around uh, mental health uh, management or psychological interventions. Um, so this is the sort of work that we would like to um, to uh, support as part of the Closing the Gap Network, but specifically in, in as part of the network is really working with people who experience mental health problems but whose physical health suffers along with it. So in this case digital solutions will be used as a way of improving physical health as opposed or in addition to mental health so will you be um, will you be working on this from a more research perspective or a clinical perspective um, i'm a clinician as well i am a nurse consultant in one of our local mental health trusts and i work uh, with children and young people so um, my interests are in both camps really so mm. using research to develop uh, or generate evidence but then that will mean nothing if it is just an academic exercise and is using that to improve um, care for those who need it the most. It's really interesting that you work with children and young people obviously as a parent myself um, I know how, um, how digitally literate my own children have been from quite a young age so I'm interested in any examples from your practice where you've been able to use technology in a really positive way in this area. Um, there are, I mean, in the NHS, again, we are, although we talk about children and young people being digital natives, the NHS couldn't be further far from being a digital native. So it's actually quite hard even using things like emails to do consultations. Um, they use for now some of the things that they are routinely using the NHS is perhaps text reminders. That is something that's been introduced in a successful way to reduce missed appointments. So that's one thing. Other things that I've used in clinical practice successfully would be instead of bits of paper, to introduce therapy concepts to children and young people, then you can use, you know, um, web websites and specific media um, to do that. So then it feels less like um, a homework yes. and more as something that they would have done uh, as part of, you know, fun things. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the technologies that we are developing are at, at the beginning, so mm. they haven't 
quite reach the point where we have evidence of effectiveness yeah. and then use it in clinical practice. But we work with children and young people in the development phase, so yeah, developing brilliant. digital games to train them in specific psychological therapies without having to sit in a room with a, yeah. with a therapist um, or using virtual and augmented reality mm-hmm. to help children rehearse social and communication skills in safe environments. So there are a lot of things that we're developing, but I think that is one of the problems with technology. Technology mm-hmm. moves really fast, yes. research moves very slow, mm-hmm. and there's even a slower process to get research into practice. Yeah. So um, that's, that's something that we need to think creatively. How can we harness the power of technology in a really fast way so mm-hmm. then we can get it into practice yeah. quickly than traditionally through research that takes years yeah. and years. So how will you be approaching <coughs> the work you're doing as part of the um, Closing the Gap Network? Um, The the very first thing to do, I think, is to see what is already out there, what existing resources we have instead of reinventing the wheel. Because there are things that people use for everyday fitness that they're off the shelf, they're ready. But then, of course, the the biggest problem is that although it's there, um, especially children and young people, but also adults with the mental problems, they, there are many issues, whether these cognitive issues or whether there are um, things that have to do with inequalities and having the resources to use that, then all sorts of things that get in the way of the people who need these digital solutions the most to help them improve their physical health, they do not have access to them. Yeah. <coughs> so a lot of our work is actually ensuring that we are we have systems in place or we are working with lots of different um, members of the network to develop a system where existing technologies that can help physical health yeah. are able to be accessed yeah. and used by those who need it the most. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talk <coughs> at the moment about digital technology in healthcare. Yeah. Um, from sort of the government oh, yeah. onwards, yeah. Um, but there's not much talk about digital technology for people with serious mental yeah. illness. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are really about the kind of <laughs> opportunities and challenges um, around digital technology uh, with people who have got serious mental illness. Um, you're right. You're right. There is a lot. Everyone jumps on the bandwagon of, of digital yeah. health, and we think it's going to solve everything. And and actually, technologies are used by the middle classes, by those of the resources, urban, sort of as opposed to more rural areas. So there is a massive digital divide, and part of this divide are people with severe mental illness. Yes. <coughs> and we're sort of you're asking me as to how, what sort of opportunities there are, but yeah. also some challenges. I think the opportunity is that things exist. And it's really us been creating and finding a way to making the best out of what is available. That's the opportunity. But the biggest challenge is not to just rely on the technology to do its bit. I think we have to go through the gatekeepers, all those who care for people with severe mental illness, whether mothers, fathers, you know, children who care for their parents, um, professionals, of course, but also charities. So everyone who, in their day-to-day life, looks after, in whatever capacity, someone with SMI, these are really the people we need to, um, to include in our efforts to use digital technologies or whatever other really media and interventions to improve physical health for those with severe mental illness. Mm-hmm.